With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. In every area of my life, and I will not be denied. Come on here. Come on, lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith together in the building and online. We're lifting our phones because most of us get the word on our phones. Now you can get it right in the Harvest mobile app. All you got to do is text Harvest to 55498 to get it. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. We are open and we're ready. God, we pray that this word tonight be everything that we need. Let it answer every question. Let it give direction. Let it give clarity. Let it lift burdens off of us. Don't let us log off or leave the same way that we came to church tonight. We call it Wednesday Night Live for a reason. Because it's really Wednesday Night Live. I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. So God, refill us. Refill us. In the middle of this week, we came to get filled all again. Fill us with your Holy Ghost even right now. Give us a refreshing feel of your power. Come on, open your mouth Wednesday. Say, refill me, Lord. Refill me. Refill me. Refill me. Refill me. Refill me. Put a praise behind it, right? Hey, hey. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, come on. On your way to your seat, elbow somebody and just tell them this. Say, this is how much greatness costs. This is how much. Let's go to work. So, so last Wednesday, one week ago, we started this series called How to Be Great. Picking right up from the series we were in in the month of April, How to Spring Forward. For a moment, let me just help you understand um, my methodology. I teach in series and have been doing it for years. Why? Because when you focus on a particular subject for a prolonged period of time, it allows you to conquer that thing. And it allows you to get an understanding. And what God needs from you is 
understanding. Uh -huh. uh, watch me. Uh, the Bible says in all thy getting, watch me, get an understanding, which means I need to make sure that I don't just hear the word, but I hear it so that I understand it so I can do it. Why? Because the gospel is good news and good news is not just good news if I talk about it. It's good news if I'm walking it out. And I'm so excited you're in this building and you're online with somebody that's not just a talker, but you're in the building and online with somebody that's a walker, which means I'm a doer of what I hear because I understood what I heard. Oh my God, would you open your mouth and say, I do what I heard because I understand what I heard. So we are literally, we're doing this series right after the series, How to Spring For, because we're literally right still in the midst of the spring feast. What are those? Well, the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has seven major feasts, three in the fall, four in the spring. And the spring feasts that we are in the middle of right now, they all represent this. Here's your shout. Sudden fast forward movement. Which means your life is still in the midst of sudden fast forward movement. If you grew up in church, you'd often hear people talk about an open heaven, an open heaven, an open heaven. But biblically speaking, there are really two pre-scheduled times that the heavens open. What does that mean? It's that literally God says your prayer, praise, and worship schedules a meeting with him. But during the spring feast and the fall feast, God says, I'm scheduling a meeting with you. Which means you are in the midst of heaven being open for you. In other words, what you didn't get done last quarter... You'll get done this. Oh. What you did not accomplish in the previous season of your life, you're going to accomplish in this season of your life. And for some of you, I said this before, but I just need you to hear me. God just needed you to survive the winter because once you got to the spring, everything was about to change for you. And it's going to be sudden, fast forward movement. Tell somebody, say SFFM. S. Sudden fast forward movement. Drop that in the comments. Now, where do we see these spring feasts laid out in the Bible? Several places, but they're made explicitly clear in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus, uh, you see the prefix of the word there. This is Wednesday, so let me teach. You see Levi. Levi means to attach to. And the Levitical priesthood meant that they were attached to the work of the Lord, which means these feasts are something God is attached to. So when you honor what he's attached to, you get the benefits of the attachment. Leviticus 23.5 teaches us about the Passover. What is this? This is when Moses and the Hebrews came out of Egypt overnight after 10 no's, 10 delays, 10 disappointments. All of a sudden, overnight, Pharaoh called for them. Watch me. When they were least expecting it. And I need to encourage somebody. Watch me. God says, your expectation has been high, but check out the revelation. But I'm going to do it when you least expect it. I'll talk over here because they didn't hear me over there. See, you've been expecting it to happen at any moment. And God says your expectation has been high. But when you least expect it, you're going to be taking a bath and look at your phone and say, y'all not going to tell you nothing to me? You're literally going to be driving on your way to work to get the answer about your next career opportunity. When you least expect it, God is going to exceed your expectations. Please lay your hands on yourself. Say, when I least expect it. Moses and Aaron were called out by Pharaoh. The Bible says that Pharaoh sent for them. I need you to speak this over your life. Say, I'll be sent for. All expenses paid. He sent for them. And when he sent for them, the Bible says he tells them, go. After 10 no's, 10 delays, 10 hardened hearts, all of a sudden to the exact day that they had entered, because the Bible prophesied that they were not going to be in Egyptian bondage for longer than 430 years. Which means, what do the spring feasts represent? They represent expiration dates. 
Okay, you're missing it. Which means, whatever, what does Egypt mean? Stress. Whatever was stressing you out, I'm here to tell you, it's just about to... Come on here. The people that were giving you hell, it's just about to be a... God says, to the very day that they entered, they exited at 430 years. So we see the feast of the Passover. That night, they, literally, the blood of a lamb was applied at the doorpost uh, of their homes. And the Bible says, when the death angel was released, everywhere the blood was applied, the death angel would pass over. And that very night, they exited. Let me see if I can help you get a revelation here. When things were crazy, that's when God did a miracle. I want to talk to those of you where it's not like you got one big thing you're dealing with. You just have a lot. It's like Jenga. You got a lot of little things and people don't realize how much pressure is on this one little piece. Y'all they go, if they only knew how close you were to snapping, cracking, and popping. But I'm going to tell you, right in the midst of a whole lot going on, God says, I'm about to give you sudden, fast forward movement. Come on, elbow somebody. Say, I know you got a lot going on right now. I know. Say, but God's about to show up in the midst of it. God, I wish I had faith around me. God, I wish I had faith around me. Come on in the building and online. Say, right in the middle of all of this. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. There's a lot going on. Look at me. People were dying. You're not listening. Let me see if I can say it another way. People who were there weren't there. Mm. Bodies were dropping. Y'all ain't gonna say that. Bodies were dropping. Think people were weeping. People were upset. Crazy things were going on. In the midst of all of that, God said, now I'm about to give you sight. Because you stayed focused when Pharaoh said no ten times. I want to celebrate those of us that did not stop. I want to celebrate those of us that kept on pushing. I want to celebrate those of us that can say, I wasn't perfect, but you know what I was? I was faithful. All of the faithful people on three, release of praise. One, two, three, go. Faithful, 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 faithful. Not perfect, but faithful. Not perfect, but consistent. Not perfect, but reliable. Look at me. God didn't have to come looking for you. He knew exactly where to find you. He knew, watch me, if you got bad news, he'd find you in worship. He knew if you didn't have a good day, he'd find you in praise. He knew that even if you got a crazy call, you were going to be consistent to your call. He knew where to find you. Look at somebody say, God knew where to find you. Don't be out of place so he doesn't know where to find you when it's time for your sudden fast forward movement. Moses and Aaron were in the right place at the right time. They were on their assignment being consistent, so he knew where to find them. So what happens? Say Passover. Passover. Immediately following that, you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Feast of Unleavened Bread means when they came out of, uh, of Egypt, they didn't have, to have time for the bread to rise, so the bread was unleavened. Leaven for us, it represents error or sin. So New Testament, Jesus is unleavened bread. There's no error in him. There's no sin in him. That's why he's our Passover lamb. He's our sacrifice. We honor the feast, but really in honoring the feast, we honor his sacrifice because he was the final sacrifice for us. We don't have to sacrifice lambs and doves today because he was the final sacrifice, which means stop beating yourself up for your mistakes because Jesus paid it all. What does that mean? He took the price. For every crazy thing you would do, they beat him for that. Since he took my beating, I ain't going to beat myself. Oh, y'all ain't go. Since he took my beating, I'm not going to beat myself up for it. Touch your neighbor and say, stop beating yourself up. Say, but I command you to get up. 
He took my beating, so I ain't going to be beating myself up. I command you to not be discouraged. I command you to not beat yourself up. I command you to not live in shame, condemnation, or guilt. If he paid for it, you have no business double paying. Ready? Feast of unleavened bread. Say unleavened bread. All right, then you get to verse 8. It says, present an offering in the middle of the spring feast, present an offering by fire. And so what do we do during the feast? We sow sacrificially. This is why we've been praying, and we're going to pray it again. Say, Lord, tell me what to sow in the midst of the spring feast. So he was, watch me, he showed us what it is to be a sacrifice. Because literally, fire means it can never go back to being the way that it was before. This is why, can I teach you Wednesday? See, fire, once it touches you, once it touches anything, it never goes back to being the way it was. That's why the Bible says God is a consuming fire. Why? Because when you've really been touched by God, watch me, I can't go back to being who I You feel weird when you go back around the same people. You feel different when you try to go back in the club and dropping it. It won't even drop right. You got to pick it back up. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You feel different because you've been touched by fire. And when you're touched by fire, fire can never, uh, you never go back to being the way that you were. But pay attention to this. Let me give you Revelation Wednesday because you're pulling on me. So I like it. When you pull, when you pull, I can pull. When you pull, I can pull. When you, when you pull, I can pull. What's me? Jesus, when they saw him after he resurrected, pay attention. What did they still see? The nail prints. Because his sacrifice meant he could never go back to looking. What did they see? They saw the, the, the nails, the, uh, press of the impression on his feet. This is why Thomas said, I won't believe until I see the holes. In other words, this sacrifice was won by fire because he's not back the way looking the way he used to look. And for some of y'all, I'm going to tell you, your sacrifice is going to be financial, but watch me, it's going to be you too. Because you're not going to go back looking the way that you looked before. I'm so proud of how you're maturing. I'm so proud of how you're growing. I'm so proud of how you push through. Would you tell somebody close to you and say, I'm so proud of you. I'm so let's pray. Say, God, show me what to sow sacrificially. Come on, Wednesday. Say, Lord, show me what to sow sacrificially. Verse 10, we got to go. The first fruits. This is Resurrection Sunday. The principle of first fruits says that whatever the first is, so go the rest. So if the first is blessed, so are the rest. Jesus is our first fruit, which means everything he is, we are. Everything he did, we can do. Let me prove it to you. Jesus said, y'all tripping over all of what I'm doing. Greater works than I did shall you do. In other words, which means Jesus, you ready for me? Jesus is just an example to show you what you're supposed to do on a regular. Y'all ain't going to talk. Which means, watch me, it's going to be the miraculous is about to become your normal. You're going to walk in hospitals and it's going to be normal for people to get up. You're going to do things that are miraculous and that's going to be your regular. That's going to be your norm. Because greater works than he did are we supposed to do. You ready? You ready? Okay, so, so, so he is our first fruit. Whatever he is, so are we. Say, whatever he is, so am I. See, he dealt with betrayal, you'll deal with it. He dealt with haters, you'll deal with it. He overcame death, you'll overcome what feels like it's killing you. Watch me. He resurrected, which means no matter what grave they put you in. Oh, my God. No matter what grave they put you in. Baby, all I need is three days. 
I feel a shout about to rise up in this building because some of you have felt down. You felt low. You felt like you're in a grave. But let me prophesy. All you need is three. And I'll get back up again. Woo, look at somebody say, and I'll get back up again. Can't keep me down. Can't keep me blocked. Can't keep me stuck. Can't keep me depressed. Can't keep me in anxiety. Can't keep me discouraged. All I need is Three days. Ready? So here we go. Here we go. Then watch me. Watch me. Verse 16. Last is the Feast of Pentecost. This is, this is 50 days after Passover. So 50 days after Passover, we see 50 is the biblical number of what? Jubilee. So pay attention to the season you're in. Pay attention to the season you're in. You're in a jubilee year. If you're not familiar with that, go to our January series. And you're in the middle of the spring feast. Pay attention. These two things will never overlap again for another 50 years. Let me see if I can send it away. It's kind of like an eclipse. Don't miss one because the other one is on top of the other. What are you trying to tell me? That the rest of this month, that the rest of this month, you are in a season where two things are overlapping that won't happen again for 50 years, which means you will see sudden fast forward movement in every area of your life and all of the movement is going to be for God's glory and for your good. If you believe that, if you receive that, lift your hands, worship God for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, say yes, Lord. Come on, can we go old school church, old school Pentecostal? Can you clap your hands and say yes, Lord? All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Leviticus 26, the feast of Pentecost. Uh, this is when um, you see um, in the book of Acts, where on one day, 3,000 people give their lives to the Lord. Peter does it without Instagram, um, without a mic, without any of the accoutrements that we are accustomed to today, which gives us revelation. What you think you need, you don't. Watch me, because this thing is going to be supernatural. Oh, my God. Not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit. What does this mean? This is going to be supernatural. So you keep thinking, if I just get that person to call me back, you don't need them to call you because you don't need that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Would you open your mouth and say, this is going to be supernatural. 3,000 people give their lives to the Lord on one day, on the day of Pentecost. It is the day where the people, the, 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 the 12, less Judas, were already filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled back in John chapter 20. It is now in the book of Acts when what's on the leaders get on the people. Okay. It is what the leaders have already experienced, the people are already experienced. In other words, in other words, in other words, what's on the head hits the body. So let me prophesy. Debts are about to be canceled. Your name's about to be brought up. You're about to step into a new economic bracket. You're about to take nothing and turn it into something. You're about to thrive in a land they say you should die. You're about to see God expand your territory. Open. Yeah, hey, hey. Come on, say sudden. Fast. Forward. Movement. Let's go to work. Greatness is God's promise to us. Say, it's his promise to me. 
Where did he promise it? In Genesis 12, 2. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you abundantly and make your name great. Which means your name will be exalted and distinguished. Your name will be different and it'll be at the top. When they bring your name up, they won't bring you up with a group of everybody. They'll bring you up on your own. And you shall be a blessing, uh, a source of great good to others. We have three greats in one verse. Now, how does this apply to us? You say, Bishop, he was talking to Abraham. How does that apply to me? Well, I'm glad you asked. Amazing question. The genius in the room isn't necessarily the one with the answers. It's the one that has the questions because the questions produce the answers. There's questions that people ask um, that create great answers and solutions. And for some of you, some of the questions you've been asking, that's where your wealth is going to come from. Because you're going to create something because of a question you had that's going to be an answer to somebody else's need. A car is simply an answer to getting to somewhere more quickly than a horse and a buggy. Y'all are going to say that to me. A computer is simply an answer to getting information transmitted more quickly than putting it in the mail and using a typewriter. I pray God stir up your creativity so that you begin to ask questions that allow you to create solutions that bring great wealth into your hands. Not for your glory, not to be materialistic, not to be selfish, but for his glory. All right, let's go to work. So in, Gal in Galatians 3.29, the Bible says, and now that you belong to Christ, and if you're not a Christian in the moment, this will be you. God's promise to who? Abraham. God's promise to who? Abraham belongs to who? Okay. God's promise to Abraham belongs to? Y'all trying to figure out which pronoun are you? Are you ready? Say, say it belongs to me. Because he says you, so let's keep it singular. God's promise to Abraham belongs to me. So when he says, and I will make you a great nation, who is he talking to? Me. And your name will be great. Who is he talking to? And you'll be a source of great blessing. Who is he talking to? Everything he says to Abraham, he says to you. When he says to Abraham, I am your exceedingly great reward, he's talking to me. When he says to Abraham, I am your gyra, your provider, he's talking to me. You got that? All right, now, look at this. So what is great? We began to ask this question and answer this on Sunday. It's above normal or average. It's ability, quality, or distinction. You have a, an above normal or average ability, quality, or distinction. Say, I'm not average, and I don't want to be. One of the greatest things you will ever war with is good. It is easier to go from bad to good than it is to go from good to great. Let me back the thing up. It is easier to go from bad to good than it is to go from good to great. It was easier for them to come out of Egypt than it was for them to go into the promised land. Why? Because they got comfortable with the wilderness because the wilderness became acquainted with their worry, became acquainted with their weariness. And for some of you, watch me, the real fight you're having, let me let you in on the revelation, is you're not really scared of failure. You ready? You're really scared of succeeding. Bishop, Bishop, no, that's not true. Let me prove it to you. There was a man that was sitting next to a pool for 38 years. And the Bible says that once a year, an angel would come and stir that water. And whoever got in the water first, that person would be healed of their infirmity. The man's is, illness wasn't his real problem. It was that he was infirmed by his illness. Can I teach? An infirmity isn't the illness. It's the handicap the illness, the illness creates for you. Which means you begin to say, I can't, even though you can, because your issue tells you that you cannot. So watch me. So the man for 38 a year sat in a handicap not in a sickness you didn't hear me 
Bishop, how do you know that? Because the Bible says all he had to do was take up his bed and walk. Jesus never laid his hands on him. Jesus never said, I give strength to your legs. Why? Because you can walk the whole time. Your handicap told you that you could not, which means what are you scared of? You're scared of if I start walking, this is going to be new. If I start walking, I got to leave all these suckers at the doggone pool. If I start walking, I can't hold on to my old excuse. But I need you to touch somebody say, you ready? You ready for your name to be brought up. You're ready to walk in the blessings of the Lord. You're ready to block in God's favor. Somebody shout, I'm ready. You are not normal. You are not average. Watch me. It means wonderful, first rate, very good. Not just good, but what? Very good. It means remarkable in degree, power, or intensity. Degree implies, uh, if you think of a thermometer, degree here means that everything you do, you do it hot. You do it well. Which means, which means you will do more than what other people think you should do or have to do, but that's just because they're cold and you hot. Let me say, I'm coming in hot. And don't you let cold people put their cold water. For some of you, your greatest fight is keeping your life at a degree. Because watch me, there are certain things that if the temperature stays hot enough, watch me, I don't have to deal with the temperature will kill it itself. Whenever your body's trying to heal itself, do you know what it gives you? A fever. What is a fever? It's your body heating itself up to try to kill what doesn't belong. Mm. And for some of y'all, if you stay hot, there's certain things that you're never going to even have to deal with. See, I stay hot with my serve. I ain't got to deal with some stuff. I stay hot with my giving. I ain't got to deal with some stuff. I stay hot with my worship. There's some stuff I'm not going to have to deal with. The temperature alone will kill it. Watch me, because if somebody with a negative attitude comes around you, your temperature alone will kill it. Have you ever watched somebody walk around you and then turn right around? Why? Because they got next to that heat and they couldn't handle that heat. Oh my God, I wish you'd look at somebody close to you and say, keep it hot. Remarkable in degree, power and intensity. You, you, you are not a punk, you're powerful. And punks are scared by po of powerful people. So they'll say, you too aggressive. You talk too firm. You too strong. You, you, it don't take all of that. Well, listen, I'm not coming down to Punkville. You can live there by yourself. What I encourage you to do is you get you some power. I wish you look at somebody and say, there's power all over you. I, you're so powerful when you walk, you walk with power. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You're so powerful that even when people aren't paying attention to you and you're not paying attention to them, they can see your power. Strength. You playing yourself like a cheeseburger when you a Big Mac too. All beef patty, special sauce, and the rest of it. All on a sesame seed bun. Why the seeds on there? Because that's where you started. But that ain't where you ended. You like a butterfly. <laughs> you started small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bum. But as you mature through your process of becoming great, you go from a sesame seed to a butterfly in the sky. You go from can't move to I can move wherever I want to go. You go from stuck and stagnant to I can do whatever I want to do. Come on. Tell somebody next to you say greatness is all over you. It's all. 
everybody see it. Every, that's why they talk about you. They see what's on you even if you don't see it yourself. This is why they call you stuck up. This is why you, they say you bougie. As if you're trying to insult me. That's a compliment. You can't hurt me with what I can't be hurt by. I wish you'd look at somebody and say, greatness is all over you. Ready? You got power. You're intense. When you do something, you really do it. And let me help you. Let me help you so that you don't do this. Because sometimes when you're great and you do things with intensity, watch me, you will strive for perfection instead of excellence, and there's a difference. You will let perfection stop you from doing anything because you can't do it the way you want to do it instead of excellence doing what I can do, doing it well. I pray that you're not in pursuit of the wrong thing. You're going to have to pursue excellence, which means I'll be intense with what I can do, but I'm not going to pursue perfection and get mad about what I cannot do. Come on, lift your hands over your mouth. Say, everything that I can do, I will do. And I will not be stopped by what I cannot do. That deserves a shout right there. That, 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 that. Come on, YouTube. YouTube, share this. Facebook, share this. Share and shout. Share and shout. On the app, share and shout. On the website, share and shout. Come on, say, greatness is all over me. <laughs> Let's go. It means superior. Ooh, pay attention to this. Which means you will always find yourself at the top. Some of you who try to just sit back, like, I, don't, I ain't trying to do all that. I ain't I'm trying to just sit in the cut. I'm just. Greatness always. Y'all not going to say nothing. You'll try to walk in the room and not say nothing, not make eye contact, but greatness will make sure. Hey, why don't you come do something? I wasn't trying to talk to nobody. I wasn't trying to see nobody. You'll be standing up serving because greatness is all over you. Because somebody going to come snatch you up and say, greatness is all over you. You ready? You ready? Okay, so when you're superior, who do you deal with? Inferior. What, is, what do you mean who do I deal with? Your greatest warfare is that the people at the bottom will always blame the people at the top. They will always blame the people at the top. You're going to be responsible for every problem they have. And you need to be okay with that. Somebody said that comes with deceit. Okay? If, if any issue they have, they're going to blame you. Every leader, every manager, every supervisor, every, every leader of anything, that comes with your seat. If they fail, they're going to blame you. You didn't train me. Okay. <laughs> I gave you everything you needed, so it's my fault you didn't read it's my, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? You, you didn't do this for me. I, I, I thought you were so grown. You'll do everything you can do to care for people and it never be enough. Because the inferior are never satisfied until they make the superior like them. The inferior are never satisfied until they make the superior like them. Which means nothing you do will ever be good enough. And I might, listen, listen, listen. And I'm not talking about being an extremist with that because some of y'all are extremists because you get corrected for one thing. Like, nothing I do is shut up. That one thing needed to be checked. 
<laughs> now, one thing needed to be checked. Not everything. So don't be an extremist. But watch me. But, 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 but the inferior, when they deal with the superior, you can do everything. And it still never be enough. You, you can feed them. And then, but it, it wasn't Cheesecake Factory. You look pretty hungry to me. It seemed to me like I could have got you a Happy Meal and you would have been all right, huh? Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Shall I cut him? You can give him some money. But that ain't enough to pay the whole bill. Well, I ain't got to give your behind nothing. It's quiet in this building. You can compliment them. Somebody literally said to me one time that somebody said shalom to them. And, and they were like, and, I, and Bishop, I said to so-and-so, I said to so-and-so, don't shalom me. I said, and I'm sitting here listening like, God, dog, bleach is really inexpensive these days. Because folk be drinking it and sniffing it, and bleach and Drano. It's an epidemic. I said, don't shalom me if you, ain't, if, you ain't, if you don't mean it, if you ain't for real. I said, well, I said, what are you? I said, okay. In that moment, I said, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Activate. Because <laughs> if you don't activate, I got about two, three hood girls I'm going to go send her to. And they love the Lord, but they stay, they where they want to be, but thank God they ain't where they used to be. She got one more crazy thing to say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them rough her up in the back. I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, I'm just joking. Pay attention. I was like, so... Someone spoke to you, and them speaking to you and encouraging you was fake speaking. It was fake to encourage you. And then when they told me who it was, I was like, that's the most harmless person on the entire planet. But you know what? You see they're superior. You're inferior. You want to pull them down. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And let's, can we be honest? We've all had moments where we've been the one, come on, y'all, that's tried to pull down. But watch me. Somebody say, but I can't live in that place. Say, because I'm called to be superior. Say, I'm a lifter. Would you encourage somebody next to you? Say, I want to lift you up. I want to see you win. I want to see you make it. So, so when, you're, when you're superior, you will always deal with the inferior trying to pull you down there. So that means you're going to sometimes have to choose what you ignore. Listen, one little person says something crazy, and they got four people that follow them. So you, okay, y'all ain't going to say them. So they say something. So you have to decide, am I going to address this? Because the moment I make this an issue, and I give it attention, all of a sudden, it brings everybody's attention over to this. And now I just made inferior get a feeling they don't deserve. You missed it. Which means there's some things when you're superior, you just have to say, just delete that. I'm not even looking. I ain't got nothing to say. I don't want to read it. I don't want to know what they said. I need some of y'all to learn to stay high. You're going to have to stop going low. I wish you'd open up your mouth and say, I'm not going down there. 
The word great, let's go, is mentioned over 1,100 times in the Bible in one form or another. So we opened this series one week ago looking at the psalmist in Psalm 71, and he makes this declaration. He says, you will increase my greatness in every area of my life, and you will come for me, what? Again, which means that greatness has a fee because if his greatness is increasing and he has to be comforted again, what is he not right now? Comfortable, which means part of the fee you have to pay for greatness is discomfort and not being comfortable. Okay, all right. Say, somebody say, that's the, fee. that's the fee. And I have to pay it. Comfort and change are enemies. So you pray for change, then when it's time to change, you won't comfort. Because shouting about change is easier than changing. Shouting about letting inferior people go is easier than kicking that mark to the curb. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. It's easy to say, I'm going to let some people get out of my life than actually let them get out of your life. Because the moment you get ready to put them out your life, you're like, well, ain't nobody perfect. God gave me a chance. That's because you wanted to change. You cannot give people chances if they do not want to change. Y'all ready? Let's go. So what was his fee? Psalm 71:20. Though you have allowed me to experience much trouble. So here's part of his fee. Much, another word for much is what? Great. Say great trouble. Say great distress. So part of your fee for greatness is trouble and distress. I wish I could tell you that it was something else, but it's not. This is the fee. This is the fee you have to pay. This is part of the fee that you have to pay. You want to be great, you're going to have to pay the fee. You, you want, you, you, watch me, you want, some, you want some, uh, some medals, you want some trophies, you want some stuff. That means for a while, you might have to have some ramen. If you live like nobody else, one day you live like nobody else. For those of y'all on the podcast, you can see what I was doing, but check it. Which means I may have to deal with some temporary discomfort, but watch me. But my reward will last a lifetime. You may have to budget real tight for a little bit, but watch me. But my favor going to last for a lifetime. I wish I had somebody in this building that would say, I'm called to be great. He says, revive me once again, which means part of my feet felt like this thing killed me. And then he says, bring me up from the depths of the earth. It feels like it killed me and it feels like it buried me. And let me explain to you, it was intended to kill you. It was intended to kill the inferior version of you because the good had to die so the great you could live. The good you had to die so the great you could live. So everything that God is, is, is taking out of you now, stop fighting him. Stop resisting. Because when you resist, you make it worse. When you resist, you create unnecessary delay. When you, oh God, when you resist, you create unnecessary issues. Lay your hands on yourself say, stop resisting. So on Sunday, I had two alternative endings to the message. One, I showed you the fee Abraham had to pay. One, I showed you the fee Jabez had to pay. For both of them, I want to jaywalk to this scripture. Isaiah 66 and 9 says this. I will not listen to your shout. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. Here's the best part of the verse. This is God speaking. Say, this is God speaking. God says, I will not do what? cause pain shut your mouth why this happened to me bishop god could have blocked it he could have stopped it he could have got in the way of it but he said you need this because this is gonna make you great i'm gonna talk over here because y'all y'all good but i'm 
Why didn't God stop this bishop? Why did God let me go to this bishop? Why did God see what was happening and do nothing? Why did he abandon me? He didn't abandon you. He was preparing you. God was the one that allowed it because he knew that you needed it to make you great. He said, I will not cause pain. God, I want to just run. You want to know why I want to run? Because if he's the one causing it, I don't have to worry about it taking me out. If he's the one in control of it, I'm not worried about it spinning totally out of control. If he's the one that's doing it, I don't have to worry about it not working for my favor, being for my good, and being for his glory. Look at your neighbor and say, God caused this. I want to teach, which brings such great revelation to scriptures like Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Which means he'll take the good, the bad, the ugly, the tall, the short, the skinny, the juicy, the black, the white, the tall, the short, the bald, the full head the scallywag and Superman. <laughs> He'll pull it all together. Um, I am not, I am not, I used to be able to cook real good. Seriously, I used to be able to cook real good. I cook anything. It was amazing. And then something happened. That anointing lifted off of me, Anthony. I discovered it lifted off of me one day. I was making a cake. And, uh, you know, I just made a cake. And that thing came out like cornbread. And I said, I think it's lifting. And then I made something else the other day, and I invited people, not the other day, but years ago. I made something, and I invited folk over, and family, and I'm like, I said, y'all come on and eat. And I tasted it, I said, mm. oh. I said, let's order something, because this, I said, this anointing has lifted. And then I focused on what I was good at. I discovered I was good with breakfast, but then I got a little too creative. I started doing grilled French toast. A little too creative, but it felt good in my head, but it was a little too much, a little too much, just... Yeah, a little too much. A little too much. A little too much. See, I feel real judged. That's why I don't tell y'all my business. Um, I'm just joking. So, 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 here's the thing about me. I don't like a dirty kitchen. Anybody else like that? It's like, you need to clean this up as you go. Like, okay, we done cracking eggs. Why they still sitting on the counter? Put them in the... Come on, look, it's, it's bananas in here. These people are serious. Come on, Bishop, tell her. You ready? Like, okay, we done with the flour? Well, why is it still on the counter? Why is all of this stuff out? Here's what I discovered about God. You ready? You ready? He's not always like that. While he's making you great, he leave everything. Why? Why, Bishop? Say, why, Bishop? Because you need to see what it costs. You need to see all the ingredients. You need to see it and feel it and touch it and experience it. So when you get your final product, you can say, didn't nobody do this? But talk. I know that's not good English, but when you say it with me, say, didn't nobody do this? But God. 
He lets you see all of the ingredients. He needs you to see this. He needs you to see this. He needs you to see all of that so that you recognize nobody could have made this work together. I wish I had a praiser. Y'all, I don't know if I'm going to finish this message because that got good to me. I know it's not that deep, but sometimes you ain't got to go deep. You just need to think back. You look at all of this and say, there is nobody else that could have taken my good, my bad, and my ugly. Put it all together and make it work together for my good. For my good. For my Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He says, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. What is pain, though? Pain. What is pain? Unpleasant sensory. So now we see the first problem. Because it's afflicting an area that I'm not supposed to trust. We walk by, not by senses. Sight is a sense. So, if it's an unpleasant, unpleasant sensory experience, what does this mean, Wednesday? This means that this is going to afflict an area I'm not supposed to trust. It's going to afflict an area I'm not supposed to walk by. And it will be so afflicting that it, it may get me off of my focus. Because it's not pleasant. All this stuff you've overcome, it's not been pleasant. Some of what you deal with is not pleasant. It's an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience. Emote, to emote, E, out of change. Which means your emotions are simply a response to you leaving or losing a perception of control. So you get emotional when you felt like you've lost control, but the real delusion is that you never had control. So you're crying because somebody didn't do what you wanted them to do, but the truth is, is that they were never going to be controlled by you in the first place. It's quiet in this building. You're mad that somebody walked out, but the truth is if you paid attention the whole time, they were never really with you. You only deluded and, 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 and gave yourself illusions because the truth is all you had to do is look. They left you a, a trail of clues to show you what was really going on. And one day they just acted on what they'd been showing the entire time. Y'all ready? But God says, I'm not going to allow this unless I am going to let something new be born. What's the new thing? Say the greater me. Notice the wording, born. Oh, God. Which means you're going to, you ready for this? Okay. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this, but we're going to go as far as we can. They tell me that when a woman is pregnant, they, they have to tell me this, because I don't know. Okay? I don't know. They tell me, you, you're going to have to carry something that is going to change how you walk. You're going to have to carry something that's going to change what you have a taste for. You'll catch it in a minute, because your neighbors, I need everybody to get on the bus with me, because it's about to leave. You have to carry something 
that is going to, watch me, not make you comfortable, you ready, in your own skin. You have to carry something, watch me, that is a new, watch me, version of you. Because in what you're carrying is you. But it's better than just you because it's the next generation of y'all will catch it in a minute. Y'all are, what are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that the thing that's being born is a better version of it's a greater version of touch three people say there's a greater you coming. 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 Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. There's a greater you coming. Hey. Let's go. So where was the greater Jabez? First Chronicles 4.9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother named him Jabez. First part of his fee is he's got to be different than his brothers. How is it that you can be around people but have to be different than them? How is it you got to be around fake crowns when you got a real one? Yeah. How, how, how is it that you have to be different than what you see? It says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. But watch me. But he's the one that gets mislabeled. He's greater than them. But she treats them lesser than them. See, you ready? Let me help all the strong people. This one to shout you. If it doesn't shout you, then I'm leaving. Now, where I'm going, I don't know yet because I don't know. You ready? You ready? Let me tell you why your whole life you were always checking on people who never you, you were always encouraging people and you can count on one hand when you were going through something well, excuse me when they were going through something you made sure you inconvenienced yourself but they couldn't even tell you my condolences. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Can I tell you why your whole life, for many of you, you poured more than was poured to you? By who should have poured to you freely? It's because this is how much greatness costs. He has got to be better than them, but he gets treated worse than them. Because we don't know what she named them other brothers, but we know she named him pain and sorrow, which means what type of mother calls her son, you make me sorry and you give me pain. And I'm going to label you for the rest of your life based on a temporary pain. I'm going to name you permanently. See, for some of you, for some of you, even on your job, you go out of your way to celebrate people's birthdays. You go out of your way to celebrate stuff. You do, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. In your family, you go out of your way, you doing this, you doing that, you doing this, and, and then on your birthday, you got to buy your own meal. Y'all ain't gonna talk. 
and while it's small, you don't care. But sometimes if you sit and dwell on it, you'll be like, well, oh, what's wrong with me? Nothing. That's how much greatness costs. Because you got to be the honorable one. So, so forgive everybody that didn't handle you right. Why? You were just helping me pay my fee. Watch me. I'm getting on the plane, but you, you're the one taking the ticket. Let me see. You don't understand, and God, I don't want to offend nobody, but, but watch me. I'm the one getting on the plane, but you're the one taking the ticket. Y'all not, you're the one helping me pay the fee, but I'm the one that's getting to my destination. Oh, my God. Would you look at somebody and say, this is how much greatness costs. I'm the one making the order, but you the one taking it. I'm the one that's making it to my destination. So collect your fee. Because this is how much greatness You helping everybody else. And they don't even think twice about trying to help you. This is how much. Say it again. Say, this is how much greatness costs. Verse 10. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel. His fee made him fall to his knees. His, what he had to pay made him pray. Let me tell you, well, when you pray, atmosphere shift. Who am I talking to? When you pray, environment shift. See, you may get knocked down, but here's what the truth is about you. But then all of a sudden, something will hit you. Who am I talking to? And then all of a sudden, you'll find yourself getting up saying, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You get a little swag in your walk, almost like you're pimping. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continue. I'm not going to stay stuck in no depression. I'm not going to stay stuck in no anxiety. I'm not going to stay stuck feeling sorry for myself. Look at how good God has been to me. I wish I would feel sorry for myself. Look at how good God has been to me. I wish I would be feeling down. Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building. No oh, God. This is how much greatness costs. So Jabez, what he had to pay made him pray. So Jabez called on the God of Israel. Notice, normally in the Bible, it says the God of his fathers. It doesn't say that. It says calls on the God of Israel, which is significant. Say, why, Bishop? Because this means it suggests that he wasn't even taught this in the house. Which, which suggests that he may have been the first generation. Okay. See, I want to talk to those of you that here's how much it costs for you. Is that you're the first. And the first one always pays more than the rest. Because we paved the way for the... Oh my God. Every person where you know you're the first in your bloodline to do a lot of what you're doing. On three, I want you to release your shout. We got to go. One, two, three. Go. Go. You're the first. 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 
You're the first. You're the first. You're the first. You are the first. Shake somebody's hand. Say, you are the first. Shake somebody else's hand. Say, you are the first. Online, type it. You are the first. You, you are the first. You are the first. First business owner. First millionaire. First one to not have a jacked up marriage. First one to not hate yourself. First one not to die of cancer. First you are the first. Let's go. So Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would greatly bless me. How did he want it to be blessed? Great. Why did he? Who, who gives you, Jabez? This is going to make me run. I got my tracksuit on. <laughs> Ready? Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. This is good to me. Y'all ready? What gives you the right to not just ask God to bless you? Where do you get the intestinal fortitude to say to God, after what I paid, I don't just want to be blessed. I need you to greatly bless. What if I told some of y'all, God says your prayers don't match what you paid? What if I told you Wednesday that your prayers do not match what you pay? You asking for all this little stuff. God said, please ask me for something at the level that you paid. You paid great, so I need you to pray great. Come on, Wednesday, just open your mouth and say, God, do something big in my life. Do something big. Do something big. Do something big. Come on. Wednesday, open your mouth. Do something big. Do something amazing. Do something that blows my mind. Do something that exceeds my expectations. Do Ephesians 3.20 in my life. Don't just bless me. Greatly bless me. Don't just increase me. Greatly increase me. Don't just give me the help I need. Give me great help. Don't just give me the people I need. Give me great people. Don't just put me in the right place. Put me in the great right place. Say, bless me. Oh, bless me. Greatly. He says, oh, that you would bless me greatly and extend my border. In other words, he says, don't let me live in a box. He said, the mislabel on me was pain and sorrow. Don't let me live in a box. Don't let me live in a box. Everywhere you look, there you are. So if you're in a box, that's you. I pray that God will pull you out of every box in your mind. Every box in your spirit. I pray that you would not have an either or mentality, but you'd have a both and mentality. You, would, you don't serve a God of limitation. You don't serve a God that is not able to do the impossible. I heard the Lord say, please trust me for the impossible. Please ask me for the impossible. Please ask me for the impossible. He said, what you're asking me for, you could do. I'll say it again Wednesday. He says, what you're praying for, you could do it. He said, ask me to do something you can't do. Jabez couldn't greatly bless himself. Jabez said, enlarge my border. Don't let me live in a box. Don't let me live in a boundary. Don't let me live thinking that I'm locked down to one city, one block, one zip code, one thing. Don't let me think that this is going to be the way my life is forever. Don't let me think all I can do is this because that's the degree I got. What if what you were going to do, you weren't going to need a degree? 
What if you were going to be scholarshiping other people through school? God just wanted you at the school. You're not listening to me. You sit there and say, well, I'm trying to get this. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody's pulling on me. It's going to turn into one of these lives. Somebody's pulling on me. You literally, you, you have boxed yourself in, but my degree only lets me do this. And so I got to look for jobs that do this. I got to look for this. I can only do this. And I just heard the Lord say, stop. That's not great. That's good. But I called you to be great. Say, extend my border. And that your hand might be with me. You, you know what encourages me whenever, I don't care what, what I'm feeling, you know what encourages me? As I remind myself that the Lord is with me. Now, now I know you say it, you be like, that's good, bitch. But check this out, Wednesday. When you know that the Lord is with you, you got more than enough. You know what he told Moses? Moses. Moses like, I got all these millions of people to take care of. God said to Moses, hey, I got an idea. Let's get rid of all them. Let's me and you start over, Moses. I'll make a great nation out of you. I will do with you what they wouldn't let me do. You know what Moses did? But, but put me back in my border. Because I'm, I'm scared to start over. I know what to expect with these two million people. I know, I know what it's going to feel like with these two million people. I'm comfortable. I, you, you want me to go look at new stuff? I'm scared of that. You won't, look, some of y'all won't even do your hair different. <laughs> y'all ain't saying that to me. Some of y'all won't even dress different. It's what I like. You've been dressing that way. You had a jerry curl and you said, you had curl activated in your hair. Following the drip. That's how we knew where you were. And I'm not knocking curl activator or a jerry curl. Guess the point. Some of you are too scared to change anything small. You won't even, you won't even eat a different type of lunch. Silence of the lambs. <laughs> now, look. I'm be honest. Come on, wave your hand. Don't judge me. I have five or six things play in this box. And now it's good now. Let me tell you, it's good. But, but, but here's the point. Here's the point. Say, Lord, enlarge my border. Do I have to work different tomorrow? For those of you who work from home, sit in a different chair. I'm so serious. If you normally eat something for breakfast, change it up. <laughs> Add a little Brussels to your chicken or something. I don't know. Put a little teriyaki sauce on it. You ready? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Say, enlarge my border. But why enlarge it if all you're going to do is come play in this one little circle of it? You don't need more if this is all you're going to do is play right here. And I'm talking about simple stuff. I'm talking about simple stuff. I'm talking about simple stuff. Look at the person next to you. Say, just do something slightly different. 
That's it. That's it. And that you would keep me from harm. Say, keep me from harm. We got two more shouts left, and we got to go. Everybody stand with me in the building and at home. I'm about to let you go. I'm going to be like Pharaoh. Let God's people go so you can worship him in the wilderness. <laughs> you ready? What does he mean, keep me from pain and don't let nothing hurt me? You ready? Keep me from harm and don't let anything hurt me. He's saying, God, I know I'm going to have to take some hits, but don't let them hurt. What if every hit you've experienced so far this year was a test just to see if it would hurt? You ready? I need you to rejoice that if it did hurt, you got over it. Go. Come on, Wednesday. We're about to go. Now, I need you to rejoice. Say, and if I get hit again, it won't hurt. It's a hit, but it won't hurt. And God, here's your shout. We're about to go all the way up. We got to go. And God, and God, say it like you a preacher. Say, God. And God brought about what he requested. Wednesday, I'm done, but here's our last shout. Our last shout is right here. That God says, you paid a great fee and this is how much it costs. But I'm going to grant you great requests. We got to go, but on three, I just need you to find three people in this building online. You tag three people or you just stretch your hand towards me. If you don't know how to do that or you're not in the chat, you stretch your hand towards me. You got to do it three times because you got to get three. Three is our number. I just need you to tell them this. Say, you paid a great price. Say, so you're going to pray a great prayer. And God is going to grant your request. Say, before this quarter is over. Every great request, you're going to see fruit. You're going to see results. You're going to see something tangible. Say, prophesy to him. Say, don't you wait until the battle is over. Preach to him, y'all. Say, I need you to shout now. Don't wait until you see it. Shout about 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 it. Because it's getting ready to happen. Because it's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. Great requests. Great requests. Great requests. Reach out, grab somebody's hand. Grab them by the hand. Online, stretch your hands. We're going. We're done. Great request. I didn't get to the rest of my props. But I just figured out what this prop is. <laughs> they told me, but apparently I didn't hear that. I ain't even going to go to that prop. I'm going to say that for Sunday. I didn't even get to this whole section over there. Woo! I just figured that out. 
Did y'all tell me that? I didn't hear you. I kept looking like, what is that tetherball? <laughs> and then I saw the heels. I said, that ain't no <laughs> So I don't know what it is until I walk in here and see it. Okay. You ready? Just squeeze that hand. Say, in Jesus' name, I pray God would grant your great request because you've paid a great fee. I pray that you pray big things. I pray you believe God for the impossible. I pray your faith would increase. I'm your backup tonight. I'm your support tonight. My, my, my. That's the sound coming out of here, y'all. That's the sound coming out of here, y'all. That's the sound coming out of here, y'all. Hey, that's the sound coming out of here. Come on at home, I need you to do it. On your job, I need you to do it wherever you're at. I need you to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell them, say the strength of God be on you. The strength of God. Online, stretch your hands towards me if there's nobody there but you. I'm your agreement. Say, be in you. Come on, tell them, say, you've paid great. God wants to pay you greatly. He does. He does. He does. He does. He does. You didn't go through all of that just to say I made it out. I need you to put a demand on the earth. Say cut the check. Wednesday, I sent something supernatural. We're supposed to be done, but I don't know what's going on in this building. I don't know what's going on online, but there's something that's shifting even in the people of Harvest. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, I command the earth to yield everything that belongs to me. Come on, in the building and at home. I know it's 1045 on the East Coast. Give me two more minutes and you'll be home. Give me two more minutes and we'll be done. Can I get you to open up your mouth and just begin to pray for your neighbor? Online, stretch your hands. Pray for me. Pray that God would greatly reward them. They'd be greatly compensated. They'd be greatly rewarded. They'd be greatly blessed. Oh, Lord, that you would greatly bless me. That your hand would be with me. That you would keep me from harm. Keep me from harm. Don't let the arrows make you bitter. Don't let the pain make you bitter. You cannot turn into them. You are the superior, not the inferior. 
You cannot turn into them. You cannot be some bitter man, some bitter woman, some angry man, some angry woman. You cannot be some insecure man and some insecure woman. You cannot be some fearful and doubting, everything's fine, every insecure and doubting man or insecure and doubting woman. We got to go. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I want you to text the word harvest to 55498. Text the word harvest to 55498 or scan that QR code. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. This is how much greatness costs. I've paid up. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord in the building, slip your hand up right now so we can see you. Online, you do the hand with the emoji or say it's me in the comments right now. Why? I've got digital ambassadors, online ambassadors on every platform. We need to see your response because your life matters to God and to us. When you text that number or you scan the QR code, text harvest at 55498. Enter salvation. Let us know. Some of you say, but you need a... Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.